I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Roland. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the motherfucking Bootleg Cat Podcast. God damn it, god damn it, god damn it. Hey, listen, uh, we got a dope episode today with the homie Token. Token is a dope uh, up-and-coming artist. Um, he's been doing his thing for shit, some years now, but uh, he just signed with Atlantic, just put his new album out uh, that is... Uh, Super dope. Go check that shit out. Uh, shout out to our sponsor. Before we get into the interview, we got a shout out to Odd Socks. They've just been dropping so much heat at Odd Socks. They just put out a whole bunch of new socks, man. The half-baked socks, the Scarface socks. I'm hearing some of these new licenses they're working on, and they're going to be crazy. Get the basics, get the boxers, all of it. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEG. It's, uh, wait, BOOTLEG KEV. It's not just BOOTLEG. It's BOOTLEG KEV. We should make a simpler promo code. But listen, bootleg Kev is the promo code all together. B-O-O-T-L-E-G-K-E-V. All together, no spaces. Use that as your promo code, oddsocksofficial.com, oddsocksofficial.com. Uh, and uh, get 20% off at checkout. Let's get into the token interview, bang. Yo, bootleg Kev show. We got a special guest here, my guy, Token. Hey. Your new album. Sorry. It's officially I'm out, so man. Your, your major label debut. Yeah. How's it feel, man? Um, it feels, I don't know, it kind of feels the same, like, I mean, i just been working on it for so long, so it just, it just feels good to be out, I've been working on the music for so long, and I'm just, what feels the most different is that people just finally have it, and Like, your fans have been waiting for this for a while. So long. Yeah. And, like, it just feels, um, 
I'm just happy to have it and breaking it down and listening to it. That's the most I'm excited about. You said on the album that you signed the deal when you lost your ambition. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like I signed the deal when I lost my ambition. But, but you were in a, were you, when you signed the deal, maybe you were in a tough place as far no, as No, when like, I signed the deal, I was in a great I was in a great place. Like when I when I made the decision I was going to sign. But um no, where that line came from was just what was happening in my life and basically you got to like listen to the the album as a whole to like understand it, but it wasn't it was it had nothing to do with my career like the last 2 years have just been like crazy for me like I've grown up a lot. A lot has happened. You know, like the beginning, a lot of people know me from shit I did as like a teenager. So mm-hmm. this like, like turning 20 and like the last two years for real, I just been like crazy. So, so I was you're, you're not even 21 yet. No, I'm 23 now. Oh, I was about to yeah. say, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. if I'm no, missing something. So what that line is about is just like, I was really for real, just like dealing with the catalyst of it was like my first breakup that I ever like been through, um, and that just like it showed me a lot about myself because it was like the first time like I just I don't know I was like really by myself and I learned a lot about myself and um, it just it just woke up all these parts of me that I haven't seen since I was like real young. Mm. So at that time, like it was just weird how so many things were happening at the same time. It was like this my first relationship ended. I got a crib, I got a whip, I got the deal, but I had no one to like really share, share the it with. So it was like with, yeah. a lot of, and then shit gone with my mom and then my sister, and it was like I kept getting tested, and then I just, I just really like it was a journey, bro. But it turned out amazing because like I just feel like I feel like I'm not living through my career really anymore because when I was younger. You know, a lot of people know me when I was like a teenager. I'm like, you're trying to hitting pr- every cipher, going crazy, rapidity rap, 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 rap. Trying to improve myself. Like, I'm just trying to make it. I forget what tour I, what tour, what tour were you on early on? Um, Opsin. I, I saw, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. I was on just like, just trying to prove myself, just trying to make it. Um, and it, it was honest at the time, but, um, like now it's just not about it's just not about like proving anymore like i don't really feel like i have anything to prove and whether people like know it or not i'm not here because of how i can spit like people might not know that but i'm here because of like the way i write and my perspective and and the life i've lived and now it just feels like everything at this point is like synchronizing like I really feel I really feel me again. Mm. Like I don't feel like I'm living through my career. My last project, I know I'm written, but, nah, go do but your thing, my, bro. my my last project, you know, is is I feel this way because of my career. This girl looks at me because of my career. It's literally called between somewhere. It's like I'm between fame and a normal person. Right. It's like I'm I f- all this is because of my career. And then with this one, it's just like, bro, I feel this way because I'm me. This people, this person looks at me because I'm me. Like I really feel me now. I forget what the fuck you even asked. No, no, but what you just said. Um, we know a lot of people who we're probably fans of who can rap really, really good, but don't have any real fans. Like they're like they don't, they can't tour, they can't sell merch, but they could rap really good. Mm. So when you said like, I'm not here because I can rap. I mean, yeah, you obviously you're very talented, right? But you're obviously people relate to your story. People connect with you as a human being more than anything, which is why you actually 
are at this point because if you if you didn't have a fan base if you you know you know what I mean you probably you what are you gonna you yeah. probably rapping and and doing a day job yeah, yeah working yeah. at a call center or I'm something. I'm just I'm just lucky to have the the fans I do for real like the you know that just love me for me and you know I've gone like viral with just the rapping shit but the reason I can sell as many tickets I can and the reason like I just have this base is is because I I think. It's it's it, I'm gonna need to be like 40 to like really wrap my head around like my life and everything that's going on. But but I think it's just because I'm just my, like I'm just trying to be tell the truth and especially with this new album. Like there's a lot of truth telling on the album, man. It, that was that was the only priority. Unadulterated. Just I was like shit. He's letting yeah. the, he's letting some shit fly. I'm just, I'm just at the I'm just at the point now where if it's just not the truth, it's just not fire to me. Like there's a lot of things I'm trying to accomplish. Like of course I want to make the best records like be a bigger artist like of course i'm trying to do that as well but shit i could just for real when i was younger i could just like not tell the truth easier like when you're young like you lie like i it wasn't that far from like lying to my mom about like what i'm doing and shit i was right. just used to more not that i was lying but you know i used to rap like I want to rip. I want to beat these rap rappers in competition. Like, but for real, in reality, I never looked at this shit like competition. I don't right. give a fuck what every anybody else is doing. I just knew people were like into that shit. Mm -hmm. Now it's like every time if like I think of a line and it's not true, I can't say it. It's like it's not fire to me unless it's just like the truth. Yo, um, the it feels like the breakup you went through motivated a lot of this music and i always say through heartbreak we've gotten some of the best hip, hip, just music in general ever you know mm -hmm. my beautiful dark twisted fantasy uh, we could go on and on down the line but like um how much of that specific situation was like the catalyst for just the inspiration of the project um it was just that it woke you know when you're in a relationship you kind of, I, I shouldn't speak for other people. Like for me, like I, I was just, it was really a part of me. It was like part of my identity. And I was in the thing. It was like my first relationship. And I made a lot of mistakes with it. And like I strung this girl around and shit. And like she, so she was like a big part of my life for a while. And it wasn't that I'm so sad about this breakup. It's that it being by myself for the first time, like it woke these things up in myself. And, you know, I had to go down some, some like negative shits. Like that's what the whole like pink is better is. Is like pink is like represent. It represents a lot, but it's like the balance of these two two sides that I, these two like roads I went down mm -hmm. to within the last within the last like two years. One of them is like this red, hot, fun shit. Mm -hmm. You know having new crib space I, I can do whatever the fuck i want here my neighbors are so far away like i can really like have fun like real fun for the first time and then this other thing that woke up in me is like just feeling like i never really feel defeated like i'm a very confident person mm. but when i was younger i used to feel defeated like that's what brought me music and shit i used to just like want to give up bro for right. real and, and um and what the breakup did was made me feel like I failed in something. And then that feeling of failure, that's what the line you brought up is connected to. Like, mm. it just made me feel like, it just reminded me of, like, what it even feels like to, like, damn, failure is an option. And it led me down this road of just, like, feeling like I'm, 
not that I would give up, but just like down on myself. And that represents like the white side, like the white flag side, like giving up and shit. So that's kind of what the whole album was like themed about. These two rows I went down and the whole album was like, you know, I want people to like decide their own shit about it. But it's really about finding the balance of you can still have fun. You can still be in touch with your emotions, but don't OD on it. Like I, I have a tendency to OD on shit. Like I have a Listen, man, I think that uh, this is the kind of project that like could change your life because I feel like there's not a lot of music coming out that is very relatable, that people are very vulnerable on, that are like honest Mm. And you're very honest on this body of work. Talk about this caught on camera record. Huh. No one asked me about that one yet. Yeah, the I caught on like, camera yeah. record. Now, now I, I listened to it, and uh, did you get caught on camera fucking some some, some somebody? What, what what is this record about? Um, <laughs> caught on camera um, is like the catalyst for my breakup. Yeah. Okay, so what happened? So you just, I mean, listen, you put it on the album, so we, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, she just like saw some shit. So you got caught on camera doing something, like a was it like a sex tape or was it like you know you're out and somebody is put you on the story and you're with a bitch on the you know that happens like. Yes, to both of those. So it was a sex tape and that. Um. Uh. Yeah. Damn man, you you a wild boy. How did how, no, wait? I, did, did I, some did someone did, did you have like let's break down this? Oh no! Was the sex tape on your phone or did someone send it to her? Did I already confirm that it was a sex tape? I feel like I didn't even do that. You just did. You said yes to both. Um, <laughs> um I don't like subscribe to this, by the way. Um, but at that point in my life, um, it was just so much new shit going on, and like what I've learned about. Like, what I've learned about something in me is, like, when my life is fast and there's a lot of exciting shit, it's it's moving, um, it's, like, a lot of, like, crazy shows and crazy experiences, um, I always try to, like, match that energy with some shit. I always try to, because it's, like, when you get fed, because I've been, like, I've had really highs, mm-hmm. like, really big highs. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably lived more than... I should have with this level of fame I'm at because like I feel like only people know me is like my fans right now, but I've lived like a lot of shit has gone on. So so you know, I've I've done shit where it's like you if you haven't lived it, it it, it I think it's just kinda hard to understand. But when these big highs of like performing and everybody like needing something from you, um, it's it's very quick to for me at least to feel very low afterward. Like I've had like shows where it's like the highest I've ever been. And then I get in the tour bus, I just cry or I just like go in my, go to the bathroom and just like be so down. So what, what the only thing that like makes that, makes that going from here to going from here. Like what I tried to do in my life is like, stay the fuck up there with some shit. And that just makes you make decisions that are like, not within your character, you know? So I think at this point, like, I know how to balance it a little more. The difference is back then, I felt very, like, my eyes were so big. Like, like the last project, the last project, I'm like, whoa, like, this girl thinks this and, and this You got money, groupies now. This, and this money. Or and, female fans that are willing to show you how like, appreciative of, just of what, your music but, they but, are. But whatever, even... 
it is right. like you know like m- whatever it nah, is for sure for sure and, and i was like i treated every famous person i met it was like this is i got to take advantage of this opportunity this is so much bigger than me now i feel like i belong here this is what i'm this is what my this is it doesn't feel so far-fetched anymore if this was an interview where i was doing this like three years ago mm-hmm. i would be nervous i'd be like make sure you come across the right way now i don't really give a fuck because i know i'm here for like me like this is probably the first time like this press shit i'm doing that my friends are gonna watch these interviews mm-hmm. and they're gonna be like that's oh, my you friend yourself yeah the last one the the i mean i don't really watch my old interviews but i have a feeling like my friends would be like oh i see what he's doing he's trying to like do his business he's trying to like but now it's just like I I don't I know I'm here to be me, so I'm just be me. That's how I'm really gonna survive. That's how I'm really gonna last because I can rewrite history. I can I can try to recreate history and rap and go viral. I know what it's like to go viral. I yeah, know what it's like it to do that. I've done it. I've seen what it does. It's cool for a week, but if it's not you, it it doesn't feel as good as you think it does. What feels good is this album, and even if it doesn't do what I want it to do, but if there's some people who say like, bro. I love that song. That's like someone saying, I love you. Mm. That's what it feels like. So I feel so much better now. I just feel like. Because you're like, this This album is me. This, yeah. is, my, this is my life right yeah. now. Yeah, I have nothing to hide. Like. That's dope, man. Um, you talked a lot about your family on the album. Um, where, for people who don't know, like, kind of give us like a little breakdown of like where you come from. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like where you're from and, yeah. and, and just kind of some of your come up. Yeah, I'm originally from Salem, Massachusetts. Um, but I spent like the majority of like my forming years in this like small town Marblehead. Basically, my parents were together in Salem. Um, my, my mom, my mom uh, was born in my. I think my mom was born in Salem. For real, Is she, she was born witch? in Massachusetts, and she always talks about the Salem witch shit. So I, yeah, I would assume she was shit. born around there somewhere. Yeah, but I but I for real spent like most of my like I went to school. I ended up going to school in Marblehead. Cause I was staying with my mom. My dad stayed in Salem, so I was kind of bouncing back and forth. But my my like friends and shit that I developed were in Marblehead, um, and shit like, you know, people have it like much more like hard than me and stuff. But I was just always like a kid who just just felt a lot. Like it was like, um, you know, I just I just always felt very like overflowed. Like I always I always felt very different, and like it's hard to exp- like. I had, you know, it wasn't the craziest shit in my house. There's a lot of fights. There's fights about money and everybody, you know, I grew up from a family that everyone's on like medication and shit for feelings and stuff. Um, so that's where I come from. Like I come from a very emotional family and I think that's why I like feel a lot. But, um, you know, and I was just a kid who at a young age, I know it sounds stupid but when i was like five like starting when i was like or maybe starting when i was like six or five like i was just so sad like every day i woke up it was just like fuck this like i just and i know it sounds silly because you think yourself when you're six but i'm telling you like every every day i was just like why am i here bro like um i just felt like i like there wasn't a day i didn't like just cry about my life um and then but really that's what brought me to writing about it and it just made me feel so much better. I I literally just felt overflown. I had to write about it, and um, it made me feel better. So, one thing led to another. It, it found form in music, and then my earliest songs are just me like talking about like sad shit. Yeah, I mean, I kind of remember like listening to some of your shit and like not really remembering there being hooks. 
Yeah, well, it's funny because like I'm, I'm saying when I'm like 10, 11, 12, 13. You were rapping at that point? Yeah, I was, okay. re- I was releasing songs. I was like on YouTube at 10. Um, 10, 11, 12, 13, all my songs were like, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> and then 14 is like, no, I was like, no one is, no one is listening. Like I was just getting like clowned on in school and stuff. And like, I didn't get, it wasn't like getting attention. Right. Um, and then I ended up like losing like a bunch of weight at that age. And it showed me that like, um, if you work hard towards something, like you can get it. And I'm like, what am I? And then I decided like, I'm gonna try this music shit. And then I tried to like, really think about it and i was like what do people actually want to see and then i was like oh people just want to see like that this little white kid can rap like that's what i was thinking and then it started working and it worked (laughs) so yeah so one thing led to another where it's just like oh they want to see i can rap they want to see i can rap and just and now i got this base that like there's a lot of people that just want to see me rap but they don't like the beginning the core of this shit why i'm even doing this why i need this is because writing about you're, you're, my shit yeah, yeah, so that's what this album is like that's why it feels like, like better circle. because i feel like ben again like i haven't felt like ben since i was like 13 now you know what what, what uh how old were you when you went on sway because that was that I, was, the, that, I was i feel like that was kind of like a moment that, that probably changed like, things for you that right changed things for me yeah i think i was 17 who was in the room when you were rapping because there was someone else there there was tracy g was there another? I, I feel oh, like there were other rappers. Was there another rapper that was there? That was there like, were two other rappers. Do you remember who they were? I don't. But shout out to them. I love you guys. No disrespect. They're killing it. I know. Um, it. Yeah. Nah. I I remember seeing that and being like, oh shit. This is you. Just look so unassuming and just like like someone like I grew I was up so with. Nervous. Yeah. I was just trying to. I just the opportunity felt so much bigger than me. So I just like had to go crazy. How like when do you feel like you started to kind of break out of the quote unquote because you kind of had pointed out that people would you didn't you have a song called youtube rapper yeah yeah so and i remember that was like a thing yeah because i'm tight with futuristic who's from phoenix and people would call him a youtube rapper and then there's guys like dax who are called you know like but i feel like you kind of break broke that mold um what are what like when when did that happen where you felt like you kind of finally started to kind of shake that that yeah i don't know if people really ever like people People never was like, he's a YouTube rapper because they knew like I always like had real, real like when you listen to to real songs by me, like you would see my attention to detail. Well, I guess I don't even know what a YouTube rapper is, I guess. You made the fucking song, but I don't know me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I people call me a rapper like at first at first they called me like a cypher rapper because i was just like going around in boston mm-hmm. and like doing cyphers so they just always just like local people it's like he's just a cypher and then i started going viral on facebook and they called me a facebook rapper then youtube and then i did this stupid shit on tiktok for at 2020 just to like feed people and, and they called me a tiktok rapper and then I went viral on twitter and then they called me a twitter rapper so they just have. I feel like you've that. mastered the internet for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like at what point can I just be a rapper? Yeah, but um, or a musician. Um, but uh, so I don't know. I guess I I guess it depends who you ask. Like I never, I never, I I always knew I wasn't because I sold more tickets than everybody. Facts. Like did, it, did, do you think you hitting the road early with like someone like Hobson and seeing like how he kind of cultivated that cult following? Yeah. Like did I, that I, help? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Help. I toured it. I like did some shit before Hobson, and then I and then we did, we toured the world together. We did like 
um, like a U.S. Canada. He's the nicest Europe. guy for sure. He's, Great he's, guy. He's, Love he's, him. He's a Love sweetheart. His face and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And then I just started touring. And then like my manager for real was like, "You got a real base. Like you need to tour this." Um, and and I, I just prioritized touring since you know I always did. Like I've done like five tours in Europe. I don't even know. And I'm just lucky that, like, people in Europe like me, so it's not just, like, some U.S. shit. Like, I can sell more tickets in Europe than I can in the U.S. What's your biggest market uh, in Europe? Probably the U.K. We nice. had, we did, like, I don't even know how many tickets. Every single show sold out. I sold more tickets in, in like, London than I did in my hometown. I was wondering that, like, artists who have, like, huge followings overseas, like uh, my homie Gashi is, like, uh, Gashi. I just call him Gashi. What, what the fuck is he calling himself now? I know he dropped the four out of his name, but he's super huge overseas. Um, like, is that like when you when you're like more popping overseas? I guess if you feel like you're like more hardcore fans are over there, does it is it kind of weird like um, like a fork in the road where you're like, all right, well, should we like kind of start focusing more on doing shit over here and like? Um, uh, it, I don't. I because all money like, is green, but there's yeah. also like I'm from the U.S., so I want to really go yeah. crazy here. Well, it, it's not that it's not that far off. It's not like I'm the I'm a European like it's you're a, not like a fucking European pop star. No, no, no. <laughs> like I got I got fan I got core fans in the in the um like you're not gonna rooms. go get a flat in the U.K. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I uh, you know, it's it's it really showed me like. Damn, I don't know. I don't know what about it. Like, I wonder, I, honestly speaking, I wonder if it's like, you know, people have like other people love to say like, oh, people don't give you a chance because you're white. But I've seen like the privilege, even in a hip hop sense, like, I wonder, like, would I even be this big in Europe if I didn't look like them? Like, is it my music or is it like, you know, what's crazy is now nah, you're, you're right, because like I remember in in the 90s and 2000s, like all the alternative rock stations were playing Eminem and we were playing rap records yeah. on rock stations. And it's like, people hmm. don't, yeah, people don't, I wonder what's different about Eminem. Yeah. Hmm. For real, for real. It's like, people think that shit is dead. People think that like, you know, you know, when I'm not on like certain lists, people like love to say, man, they're only doing that. Cause, and it's like, bro, like you don't even know, like a lot of people like, I mean, a lot of people just don't, they don't, they don't like feel the responsibility that I feel like just being aware that I'm white in a culture that like is not for me. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why I am so truthful because like I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. And at the same time as like maybe some of that exists, mm. bro, like you can see shit from the other side and it's real life. And it's like, I don't expect fans to see that. I don't expect fans to know that, but I've seen it, bro. And I'm in hip hop. Yo, stop in the interview. Got to tell you about our good folks at odd socks, man. Listen, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code 20% off, save 20% off some of the craziest socks. You know, they got the Ninja Turtle joints. Uh, shout out to Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to SpongeBob. Plus they got the odd socks basics. These are my boys right here. I love these right here. You get the plain black, the plain white. Very comfortable. Most comfortable socks in the world, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Plus, underwear, y'all. Cheese it draws. Come on. What are we doing? Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code bootleg and save 20% off the most comfortable underwear in the world. Fuck all that other bullshit y'all be wearing on your ass. Throw all the Methicas in the trash. All that PSD shit. All that shit is all. Listen, man. 
them odd socks on your ass cheeks and thank me later. Yo, on the on the project, uh, this record with Little Skies, which is the only video that's out right now, right? No, there's um, I got a video with Rico, Rico Nasty High Heels, and then I've been like spacing out this shit. So, I saw you like, put a trailer out for. Um no 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 that that there's, there's a video for High Heels Chit Chat and Sip. I just dropped them a while ago. Um, yeah. um but the uh. On that record, uh, shout out to Little Skies, another amazing dude, man. Yeah, really good dude. Nice guy. Um, you talk about your sister's drug problem, right? Which is a uh, you know I come from a family of nothing but uh, just drug addicts, and mm. you know I've witnessed a bunch of people overdose, and I had a pretty fucked up childhood myself. But um, like, what, what's what, what's what's the you know for people who are going through that who who have loved ones who are dealing with that shit like you know how's that how like what is some advice you could give them to cope with that man um i think like all situations are different so i don't really think my sister's like she's one of the most special people if not the most special person like in my life like she's she's like I, like it's hard for me to compare her to anybody else because her story isn't like some person who got into some shit like she's so much bigger than that like mm. at this point she's tackled it and she's just back she's she's like she really inspires me she's the one who like show me music and everything wow. she's like she's like an amazing amazing person um so i mean where, where the biggest the biggest takeaway from that whole thing was because i was dealing with my own shit at the same time and and um seeing you know it just it just showed me like this shit's in my blood, you know, yeah. like um it's not just drugs, it's just like it's just like over obsession. It's just like your family in general, like yeah. It's like, I mean, you, you you mentioned your mom was eat, like, did she have yeah. like an eating problem when you were like you like yeah? I just been around a lot of shit that's that's um excessive consumption of something, OD and shit, and yeah. like and and um. And I've done that too, and 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 what's weird about it is that, like, in a sense, it's really helped my career because I I focus the fuck on my shit on your, on your craft. I'm like, bro, that's why it's so hard for me to keep a fucking relationship healthy because it's like I I am so focused on this shit. Like, it's hard for me to f like really focus on some other shit. I'm obsessed like with music. Like, I'm obsessed with it. It's hard to talk about some other mm. shit sometimes. So like, you know, like. I, uh, you know, I didn't touch anything until, well, I was getting, like, fucked up at, like, 10, 11, 12, 13, like, really stupid early. But when I was 14. On, on what, though? Just, like, weed and drinking okay. and shit. Um, but too early. Like, I wasn't ready. So then I was like, this isn't for me. And then when, and then. Do you remember the first time you smoked weed? Did it, did, did it hurt? Because I remember uh, when I no, was. No, bro, I didn't get high until. I had to smoke weed mad times before I got high. It was weird. I remember the first time I ever hit something, it was a pipe, and it, I just remember it hurt my throat bad, and I was oh, like a kid. I don't remember that, but I remember the first time I got high, I felt like I'm. Uh, uh, they don't know. They like a, a little person. I felt like a little person on stilts and um, mad colors and shit. And at that point, I smoked weed mad times. So I already thought I'd been getting high and it was just a placebo thing. So the first time I actually got high, I was like, this is the best weed ever. This is like magical. We need to make this shit last. Right. Um, and uh, By the way, shout out to you, man. 2022, little person, not a midget. Never yeah, forget. Yeah, see how, you <laughs> I know. I see you, bro. You I know. see you, bro. We ain't getting canceled over uh, here, motherfuckers. Anyway, um, go ahead. But, but uh, yeah, and then... 
I was just little ass kid getting high, like so high. <laughs> Where were you getting your weed from at that? <laughs> like, who was um, your plug? <laughs> this is his name. Uh, no, just like uh, some um, dude in the hood, like in yeah, your neighborhood, just, or, a homie or I mean, whatever. I'm sure, the statute um, of limitations are all right at this point. Um, I don't think it's that. You're difficult. just getting high as shit as I'm a little kid. So high, um, and then uh, and then it started giving me anxiety. Um, like bad, like not sleeping and shit. Uh, so then I was like, and that it was around the same time that was happening and I was starting to focus on music more. Mm. So then I took the route, like, I just got to focus. I can't let anything mess with my mindset. And then I was like, just that kid. I was like the sober kid. Nice. And then, um, and then I started, and then when I told Hobson, so it was easy to like not fuck with shit because yeah, he cause he's straight edge. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, I grew up and I just realized it's not really that deep as long as you like control shit. Problem is I began not controlling shit, <laughs> you know? Did you ever um, dabble with any other shit besides the weed? Uh, not really. No, like, 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 no. And I'm not even a big weed smoker. It was mostly alcohol. It was mostly like, um, it was mostly that, uh, and just like, it was just, um, in a, it was an escape, you know, like, um, it sometimes it was just like the only thing when I when music wasn't doing it, it was the only thing that made me feel happy. Like I just remember being like, I want to be happy. I want to drink. Like they were like becoming they they were they were beginning to feel like synonymous kind of like I wouldn't really have a good time without it. And it happened so quick. It was like I was sober recently. Like. Mm. Um, and they just show me how quick I can go places, wow. like how quick I can like, well, and then all this shit happened with my sister and I'm like, whoa. And then, and then other stuff and, and yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, you got, uh, JID on the album. You got Benny mm. the Butcher on the album, two of the mm. best rappers in the world as well, you know? Um, but, uh, who are like some of the MCs? Obviously those two are, I'm sure on that list, but who are some of the other MCs that kind of just inspire you that you're a fan of right now that you're like. The people, um, the people who inspire me the most, like for this album, were like just in general, man. I mean, oh, you're a hip hop kid, so like, yeah. You in know. general, I mean, honestly, what I'm I'm inspired by like, um, Earl Sweatshirt, I love, um, Lucky, I love, um, every time my shit I'm listening to now, like, BK the Ruler, um, Cardi, but you know, I come from like you know, Jay and Push and right and um. Am and like I'm like a Wayne Stan. Like I only listen to Wayne mixtapes. Like that's all I listen to. Sometimes is, like, is is Wayne your goat? Like Wayne, Wayne, Yay, um, Jay, uh, like I don't even know, bro. Like maybe Kendrick, but like maybe Future, mm-hmm. but like maybe. Uh, who am I forgetting? I don't know. But like my three, like people, I'm like, yay, yay has changed my life. Sure. Wayne has changed my life. And like Jay has like, I don't know, changed my life, but like really like, I like him a lot. I always say if people, if you have Biggie in your top five, I respect it. He only had two albums. Yeah. So if I say I got Kendrick in my top five, you can't say shit to me if you're an old motherfucker because Kendrick got three. I mean, we're not even including his mixtapes or Section 80, but his three three official major albums yeah. are all classics like yeah it's stupid it's stupid but um 
Yeah, I went through like a huge, uh, like I went through a huge Kendrick phase. I listened to him too much, and I just started to sound like him. I was I, gonna say, do you feel like I do feel like that's a thing, right? If you're an artist, and if you're like really listening to so much shit, yeah. can it influence you when you go record your own shit? Yeah. Well, right now, well, like I said, I obsess over things, no matter what it is. It could be the stupidest thing. Like I'm up, those bars I was eating. Like mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with those right now, but it's a healthy. It's like yeah. healthy. Um. Um. So, like, I used to be obsessed with Eminem. That's why I used to sound like Eminem. That's right. why I stopped listening. There was a stage where I, I was obsessed with Kendrick. When Damn came out, I only listened to Kendrick. And then I made, like, three songs, and I released them, and they all sounded like Kendrick. And people were like, you sound like Kendrick. And I was like, that makes sense. I only listen to Kendrick. So I, like, took a step away. And now I try to, like, now maybe, I don't know who I would sound like. I listen to different shit now. But, yeah. What would you say? Well, how about this? When you looked at your sp- Spotify wrap up for the year. I don't know if you use Spotify or Apple Music, but did you like who did you listen to the most last year? Because it, it tells you, right? Yeah, I listened to Cardi the most because I love Whole Lot of Red. I listened to Tyler's album the most. Um, that as well. I listened to West Side Gun um, and BK the Ruler. Those are like my, and Yay, I think. Shout out to Cardi, man. That's an acquired taste. Yeah, I mean, yo, Cardi just changed my life, bro. I was late to Cardi and like, I, like, I still I, am late. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I'm gonna be honest. It. I've listened to a whole lot of red, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm, this just ain't for me." Yeah, Th- it's that's subjective. the only honestly, Playboy Cardi is the only artist that I've ever listened to where I just threw my hands in the air and was like, "I'm old. Uh-huh. This is it. It's happened. I can hey. listen to Uzi. I can listen to Future. I can listen to any of the new oh. shit. Little Pump, even." Oh. When Pump was popping, and he had a few of those like few of those records on SoundCloud were fire as fuck. The Cardi shit, it's just, I don't it's know. Not, music is subjective, It's man. sure the fuck is, Power man. to you to being honest because, bro, I know some, not saying you're old, but I know some old people who, like, yeah, I get it. I just really get Playboy Cardi. Like, I get what he's trying to do. And it's like, they bro, don't. shut the fuck up. They like, don't. They're probably, the like, up. they probably live in, like, those people you're talking about probably live in, like, Williamsburg and Brooklyn, and they probably sip lattes. It's like, bro, just listen to music you want. It's not that deep. It's like, sure the fuck ain't. Yeah, but I, you got a fucking eclectic taste from West Side Gun to Playboy Cardi. That's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, thanks. Were you did, like obviously signing with Atlantic's a big deal, but was there ever a time where you ever considered signing anywhere else? Um, I'm sure everyone was courting you for a while, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, of course, it was all a discussion, but I, I, uh, I didn't feel like. Listen, I'm just blessed to like have what I've done independently and still have that independently, like. Um, so I was just able to, money was never the thing that made me make a decision. Like, I'm just very lucky to, I'm okay in that, in that area. So it was really just about people who I felt like aligned with what I was trying to accomplish. Um, and just, it was just timing for me because I know if I signed earlier, I know I wasn't ready. Like now, whether it happens this album or the next album, like I know this record's on this album that if the world's heard, they would be huge records. Now it's just like getting it to the world. And before I was never like making big sounding records. Like mm-hmm. now, you know, now it's just, and it happened real naturally. I never was like, we got to make a hit. Like Atlantic was never like that either. Like it was never on some, you know, we, we, we have an understanding of like what I'm trying to do. I think they have a lot of respect for, I feel more comfortable going like this rather than, you know. Mm. Yeah, because um, I mean, on that same record we were talking about earlier, you had said, maybe I'll just let them have someone write me some hits or some shit. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. is a thing that Atlantic has done. Shout out to Bruno Mars. 
I don't know. Bob. Remember? The, yo, shout out to Atlantic because they they had Bruno Mars on every fucking hook in like 2011. If I didn't, if I didn't, uh, if I didn't write my shit, um, my people would know. And like, but but isn't it okay to get help with hooks? I make good hooks, though. No, but I'm I'm saying like, let's say you're in the studio with like I don't know whoever the fuck, and like they have an idea for a hook and it's fire, and you execute the hook. That should be all right, right? Yeah, I mean, bro, people. I just don't think you should ever get help with your verses as an MC. To me, that's like. That's the that's the no go unless yeah. you're, you know, I, you're I personally wouldn't but bro like it depends what you're trying to accomplish because like people I understand it's like a culture and shit but like at the end of the day I'm just trying to make the best music I can so someone's got a fire idea in the studio the problem is I don't think that much is fire so like it would need to be something like it hasn't really happened yet but maybe I don't know I I for me you know like I'm pretty is it a pride thing you think or is it more like these aren't my words this is my this this didn't come from me so I can't maybe it's pride but like I said at this point it's only fire to me if it's true. Mm. So it's it's, it's going to be hard for someone to write my truth, you know? That's some real shit. That's some real shit, man. Um, where do you, like, with this project, um, are you already working on new music, or is this something you're going to work throughout the year? Or um, I'm definitely, bro, I, I look at this album like it's like a... Uh, it's just like the 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 new chapter has begun, and I just want to keep dropping. I haven't like started. I mean, I got tons of records I made after the album was done. That, um, but right now I'm like working on some some other shit that's not my shit, um, and uh, that's what's happening now. But this this year, when you say not your shit, what do you mean? Just like, um, uh, just another. I can't disclose too much. But is it just, music related? Yeah, um, fucking super group. Um, no, it has nothing to do with like my name. I'm just, it's been, this trip has been a trip. Um, but are you uh, helping write for Kanye or something? Um, I don't know. Um, but I want to make a lot of music this year. Was that a nice, like shot in the dark that might be accurate? No. Okay. I just got to ask. Cause I feel like every time someone comes to LA, they end up writing for Kanye West randomly in a studio session. And it's like, Oh shit. So you're writing for yay. That's big. That's big. Down to two bars? Down to two bars, huh? I'm going to make so much music this year. Hey, so when Kanye reached out to you, man, like, did he DM you or did he, like, did he get in touch I'm with your people? I'm going to make so much music this year. It's going to be so good. Knowing Ye changed it. your life, what's it like working with him? I do love Ye's music. Have you met, let me just ask you this. Have you ever met Kanye West? That's a fair question, right? Without revealing anything. Have you ever met the guy? Yes. And is he in, was he nice? Yeah. Did you meet him recently? Dude, I'm so... Everything. I'm going to make so much music. It's going to be so good. Man, the yay fucking token record is going to be crazy. Like when you... Because like, this is... A, so I met Kanye when I was 16. My best friend's brother, um, Raka, is a part of a group called Dilated Peoples. Mm. Dilated Peoples, legendary LA rap group. Um, they toured on the college dropout tour with Kanye. They evidence produced last call on college dropout. And they had a song called this way featuring Kanye. Hmm. So I met Kanye when I was 16 wow. twice. Wow. Um, and it, I still have the photo, but I haven't met him since then. So like, I always think to myself, like, like Kanye is my favorite artist ever. Me too. And I'm always like, man, if I ever really got to chop it up with Kanye, 
like, I don't know how, like, what I would say to him, you know, like, bro, you changed my life. Or like, if I ever had the opportunity to do the interview with Kanye West, I feel like it would be like no one else's interview. Cause everyone else is going to ask him about all this bullshit going on with fucking his wife or, you know, his new girl. I'm like, I don't care about none of that shit. I just want to talk about some nerdy discography yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what was your conversation like with him when you met him? Um, uh, I just listened. Tight. Yeah. But he knew who you were. I just listened to everything he's got to say. Did he know who you were, though? Um, I don't know what he knows, to be honest. Everything, that, obviously. Yeah, that's what it seems and like. And nothing at all. But yeah, this album is crazy. Like, Shout out to Token, man. Hey, man. Hey, everybody who's always like, why do I need to go to L.A.? Man, come to L.A. Because you might fuck around and write for Ye. You know what I'm saying? Happened with Griselda. Yeah. They came. They were in L.A., Left my spot, went to the fucking Sunday service, and then we're on a plane to Wyoming within like wow. 48 hours. I love Griselda. Yeah, Griselda to me, Griselda, Freddie Gibbs. like I love Freddie Gibbs too, a lot. I, yeah, man, I just love, uh, shout out to RJ Payne, shout out to, there's just so much dope, ill, real rap shit that's finally like, I feel like the pandemic kind of brought the world back to listening in their earphones or listening at home as opposed to being at the club. yeah. So I feel like yeah, I think they you know twenty twenty like they really like it was had a hard reset, man. Yeah, and yeah. like people who might not have gotten the attention before, like I think they had like if you think of those those uh, nominees for best rap album, yeah, Royce, J Electronica, Freddie, who else got nominated that year, last year, Nas. I'm missing someone else who's dope. Oh, D Smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, shout out to Have you ever met Freddie? We're gonna make it happen That'd be a random uh, ass interaction You and Freddie oh, Gibbs I would love that I'm like a big fan Like I'm a big fan of him Yeah Um. So the album is out More videos on the way Yeah More videos coming Yeah big and, shit. Just, and just like And just next You know the next chapter Like I really look at this project Like I know it's like My major label debut But the way I'm looking at this Is like bro Just put in a universe That's the new like place that people are gonna have the reference of me and now i just want to move on i just mm. want to keep dropping like i hope i don't watch this shit in a year and i'm like damn i didn't drop shit i think i, I think i'm gonna though yeah what you you say you're super obsessive so besides your music right now what are you obsessed and those bars like do you play video games are you fucking binge watching any tv like what are you what are you doing in your, when you're not push, um, pushing this album um aha sparkling water the the cucumber one and the um the blueberry one yeah yeah, those like, are, we're, we're gonna buy those. Do you own any um, percentage of this, by the way? I, no, fuck. But I'd love to, um, bro. So, that's how I feel about. There's this energy drink. It's Ghost Energy, and I fucking and the coconut ones. I like. I don't know how many episodes I have a Ghost Energy can sitting here, and they're not paying me a fucking dime. But I'm like Damn. obsessed with these energy drinks. You gotta take the wrapper off, like me. It, it's like a yeah. I'm like fuck. I've been telling this for like, bro. We gotta fucking talk to these people. Like, yeah, you I've like DM their page and shit, and like, yeah. I used to have like a thing. I used to like Quest bars. Quest so, bars. I mean, I'm beyond the. I, I just got on the keto shit, so those are uh, acceptable. Yeah, be careful though. They'll they'll clog you up a little bit. As in, like you'll be constipated. They made me constipate a little bit, but I again obsessed. So I'd have like. I think I think they're fucking terrible. But, yeah, know. most people don't like them. It's like, but eating, it's like eating like like take like 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 a flavored piece of rubber. <laughs> but you never know. Like reach out because I uh I, I was um 
I was like obsessed with Quest and like I post a picture with them and they DM me and they like send me a bunch of shit and we, I was supposed to be in a commercial that never happened but um, you never know. What's uh, the last TV show you binge watched? I don't really binge watch shows. I like movies more. Um, what's your, who's your who's like like give me your top five movies of all time? Um, Mother. Um, shit. I mean, Goodfellas. Um. Maybe like Scarface. I mean, those are the obvious ones. But I really like um, Place Beyond the Pines. Um, damn, I really like some like somewhat new. Like I, I really like um, I like shit like Nightcrawler and Prisoners, shit like that. They're not my favorites, I'm but gonna lie to you. I like. I, I don't know what the fuck. I, I just know at two oh, of the two of the five oh, you've mentioned, real? I've heard of. Damn, yeah. Um, man, I just watched the movie. Oh, like Eyes Wide Shut. I like shit like that. Mm. Um. Yeah, I you should check. Have you seen Mother? I've heard of it. I haven't seen Mother, it. Mother, bro, go see Mother and like put your phone away and try to watch it on like a big screen. I saw it in theaters, but like don't get distracted and really. What's like, it about? It's just crazy. It's just a trip. It's just like you just got. It's like a roller coaster. You just got to go on for a ride, and and like it 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 changed the way I wrote all my music videos. Like that movie, like inspired mm. all my treatments. Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? That's my favorite movie right there. No, what's that? You've never seen The Big Lebowski? No. Oh man, I haven't seen a lot of like class classic movies. It's like- from '97. It's um, it's a Coen's Brothers movie. It's 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 the greatest comedy ever. Oh, it looks it looks fun. It's a about a loser in L.A. named the Dude. I always used to be like super. I didn't fuck with superhero movies, but you know. I hit my friend. I was like, "What's a charming movie?" Like, I was just, in, I just wanted to be charmed, and he said, "Like the first Spider Man, or like the the new Spider Man, but the first one." And I actually like kind of liked it. It was very like warming. That shit's fire. The new Spider Man yeah. shit's gas. I never, I never, uh, I just always hate it. Like, it's I like low hanging fruit, like, man. It's like it's it's okay to enjoy. sometimes like you could go into a movie and know it's like f- f- you know what it is. So yeah. you just gotta you 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 gotta like enjoy it for what it is. It's like. When you're in the club, and someone plays some shit that you're not going to listen to in your car, but you're like, I'm in the club, let me fucking enjoy this yeah. shitty Playboy Cardi record. You know what I'm saying? I'm just fucking with this. <laughs> that kid, though, is very charming. Um, no, yeah, Tom Holland. And Zendaya is an incredible actress. Shout out to her. Yeah. Euphoria. Have you watched Euphoria? Yeah, I watched That shit's it like my, fucking kids, man. I watched it with my girl. She, she like, loves it. Um, and some, she... Uh, yeah, she got me into it. I, I like that show a lot too. She keeps. I'm been here, but we got to watch like the new one. We no, the new one's yet. crazy. It comes out. Have you watched the new episode one of the new season? I haven't seen anything new. I've uh, just seen the they, one the, the new, first season. The new season. They don't play that shit. Comes out. What the fuck? Damn. It's it's yeah. fucking. That's a dark ass show, man. My girl loves it. I like it too, but she loves it. It's a good show, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you pulling up. The album is out. Um, Looking forward to hearing whatever you got going on with Kanye. And, uh, yeah. Last question. If you could do a collab album, real it, realistically, don't say fucking Jay-Z. I'm not saying that you and Jay-Z won't do it, an album one day. But, like, right now, if you could do a collab album with somebody, who would it be? Um, Man, like, there's, like, dreams, and then there's, like, what I think would turn out good. What would you think would turn out good? Um... My baby Keem, maybe. Baby Keem's fire. Jid, maybe. Ski. Um, Ski's incredible. 
Yeah, Jay-Z's incredible. I, I think I think I, I'm a really big fan of Baby Keem, and I think he just like it's gonna keep like. I just I really like what he's doing. I think he's getting better and everything. Like so, you know, his album is crazy. Yeah, and I love like his first album. Like I love like Honest is one of my favorite songs off his first shit. So Baby Keem Token Project, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I would love it. Go get the album, stream it. I'm sure you got merch on the website, right? Yeah. Um, are there going to be vinyls? That's kind of a thing. Uh, the CDs, the C, we put a lot of effort into the CDs, and I really gave a breakdown of like where I was at mentally. You do the pink Every- vinyl. Yeah, we definitely got to do Problem that. Problem is, is Adele fucked up the whole vinyl supply chain with 30. Jesus. She did? Oh, my God, yes. People are waiting uh, like six to nine months for vinyl because they made like more Adele 30 vinyls than they've made for an album in like I don't know how many fucking years. Oh, my God. So, yeah, good. I mean, you're going to probably have to. You'll probably do the vinyl in like that a year. That man right there will take care of it. He looks like he's got a dusty, he, sick vinyl collection. He's the vinyl. I, I know. Like, I just know he's been thinking. He, he, like wakes up and, he wakes up and thinks of vinyls. I bet he does. He wakes like, up. He's I've like, this token vinyl is going to be so nice. Pink marble vinyl yes. for the one year anniversary that's of the what, album. That's what he's here Let's for. Go. There it is, man. Thank uh, you for pulling right, up, brother. Thank you, bro. Boom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.